Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There's an old saying in business that is not what you know, but who you know. And as anyone who's done business will tell you, there's more than a little truth to that adage. But in today's complex and diversified economy, how do you connect to people and how do you get to know the right people? For that matter, how do you really know the people who are part of your organization and whether they are maximizing their potential? With me today to discuss this is John Beck, CEO of The Assessment Company, a Donaldsonville-based company that specializes in employee assessment solutions, which means specifically helping match people to the work they do best. The assessment company does this using different IT tools John has developed, software that measures, for instance, a candidate's cognitive abilities, behaviors, and interests, or that predicts the likelihood of certain types of conflicts with employees, or that maybe helps unlock an employee's hidden potential. John developed these tools over the past 30 years in his career as an expert in occupational DNA, and his clients include companies all over the world. He also hosts the podcast Higher Up, which covers a range of HR topics with guests interview, and he is the author of a new book on occupational DNA, Breaking the Code, Hiring Strategies, Occupational DNA, and the Modern Organization. John, it's a pleasure to have you here with us today and to have you back here with us because you were on Zoom last year with your daughter. Welcome. Well, thank you, Stephanie, and it's so great to be here and see you live, <laughs> you know, you. face to face. Much better yeah. than Zoom. And uh, that was a... Great. That was a fun show. Yeah, it was. And that was a great introduction. So thank you so much. Thank you. With me and John is Brian Oliver, co-founder and CEO of Matchpoint Connection, a Baton Rouge-based company that also plays a matchmaker function, helping to match brands like Nike with talent like athletes. This has become a huge thing since changes in 2021 at the state and national level began allowing college athletes to cash in on their name, image, and likeness, or NIL. But the Matchpoint platform, which functions sort of like a dating app, is not limited to athletes and NIL deals. The platform connects bloggers, say, or models or musicians, with brands that are eager to partner with them. Brian co-founded the company in early 2020, shortly before the college NIL deal became a reality. In the two years since, Matchpoint has grown to host about 6,000 influencers in all 50 states and 600 brands. Brian has nearly three decades experience in a variety of businesses and has invested in several successful tech startups. And it sounds like you're on the way to another one. Brian, this is such a cool story and we have lots you can explain to us about it. Thanks Thank you for being so here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, looking forward to talking about it. So, Great. Yeah. So John, let's start with you. I know we've talked about assessment solutions before, but tell us really what, you know, what occupational DNA is. Is this a term you made up? 
Actually, it is. Okay, <laughs> and, uh, good for you. Registered trademark. <laughs> that's right. Years ago, we, we, we trademarked that term, and uh, it, it really goes along with exactly what we do, and that is uh, looking at uh, the data and matching, just like occupation, just like true DNA. And what, what is that? That's the same as gathering gathering this, that information, putting a numerical code to it, and then doing profile matching. And when we talk about occupational DNA, it's the same process. We're looking at top performers in specific roles within organizations, extracting the occupational DNA of those top performers, and then creating unique profiles or, or job performance models to use for the selection process in the future. So it's a change. So it's sort of like a, a Myers-Briggs personality test, but specifically yeah, so targeted for business? Absolutely. So there's, there's a lot of great assessment tools out there. And we've taken a unique approach in, what, in the way we do it. So uh, the, a lot of the traditional products on the market today are what we call fixed-formed assessments. And it's the way they're constructed. And, a con and what is the fixed form? It's the old way of testing, right? Mm -hmm. So imagine just taking a traditional test, starting on question one, finishing on question 100, and you get the results. What we offer is something new. Smartphones, smart TVs, this is the first smart assessment because it's adaptive in nature. So it's actually adapting to the test taker, so it makes it unique. So our solution is something that you can use from the parking lot to the executive suite because it adapts, and that's what makes it special. Very good. Well, speaking of, of the executive suite, Brian, tell us a little bit about these NIL deals, and you're dealing with big companies, big brands that want to match up with athletes or other influencers, models, anything, right? Yeah, so, uh, well, you mentioned big, but we also go local level as well, so that's mom and pops. Uh, you really? mentioned um, Nike hasn't onboarded with us yet, but we have deals like Skechers, or uh, uh, brands like Skechers, um, huh? uh, all the way down to Mockler Beverage here in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, Walk-Ons, Raising Canes, uh, and the list goes on. So both national um, corporations, franchises, all the way down line to, to uh, local mom and pops that are doing deals. So tell us, let's back up a little bit. How does Matchpoint actually work? I know I described it as something like a dating app. It is a platform that, that does what specifically? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's, it's think of a dating app, but instead of matching you with your, significant, your future significant <laughs> other, uh, you're or matching brands or small businesses to talent or weak or influencers um, and so the way the app works it uses a four-factor algorithm uh, each side fills out a profile uh, everything is completely free by the way uh, and the app matches contextually um, the brands and the talents and it puts them together and then you can trade money for services all by way of our marketplace through the app Wow. And then how do y'all make money off of that? Yeah. So uh, it's, we take 9%, which in, I think I've done some research. I think we're at an industry low, but 9% on both sides. So if there's a $100 deal out there, we're charging 109 to the brand. And then we would take $9 from the, um, from the athlete. So there would be $91 net profit to the athlete. So 9% on both sides, 18%, which is below the industry standard for agents, 25 to 30, 35%. Mm -hmm. so. It's so interesting. And I want to hear more about NIL legally and everything and what that really means. But it's just so interesting that y'all are both using like platforms and IT yeah. to, Profiling to match and matching. Profiling, yeah. right? Good synergy. So, John, you, you developed this tool in Bellrose, well, which is a tiny yeah. little town. Love yeah. Bellrose. Well, know it you. well. 
We, uh, in fact, I just uh, was getting ready to download Matchpoint right now okay. because uh, <laughs> I can tell you that uh, besides my daughter's company we talked about last time on the show, uh, I could see a lot of opportunity there. So thank you for that. I'm looking forward to exploring that. Looking forward to it. But yeah, so we, uh, our, our, our organization is structured. So we've developed a lot of, of, of processes around what we do. So the actual assessment tool that we we utilize in the occupational DNA process was developed by Wiley Publishing. Okay. And so you guys in that business probably are familiar with Wiley, John Wiley and Sons has been around since the 1800s, one of the 10 oldest companies in America. The, uh, the assessment company, our company, uh, and we're among, let's say 2,500 partners in the US. Uh, our company is uh, one of the largest partners in the United States working with Wiley using their testing solutions where we then employ our occupational DNA process. So that's how it kind of comes together. And is it, it's like a, a test that you take on your phone or at a computer terminal, yeah. like an SAT with you bubbles <laughs> that you, you fill in or what? There's a lot of multiple choice involved in the process. Uh -huh. And really, the Wiley spent a lot of time building that assessment to make it more applicant friendly, to make it more human. And so we took a really complex process and made it simpler and smarter to give the candidate more room. And so it's really candidate-centric, where the candidate is, a, you know, who likes to be probed and assessed? Not right. many. Right. But if you had to go through the process, at least it's a, an experience that's better for the candidate. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the direction that we're seeing. And really today, with talent being so diverse where it's not just organizations and I have a lot of clients in Baton Rouge particularly but they're not just focusing in on just our local market they're able now in some pandemic force some of that direction where just yeah. as global recruiting because the new work from home work from anywhere I think that's here to stay for a while so so interesting mm -hmm. Brian let's pivot back tell me a little bit about NIL and and you know what kind of changes were going on at the state levels, not just in Louisiana, but across the country with respect to athletes, name, image, and likeness. Sure. You know, a couple of years ago, and, and, and then what the NCAA did to make what your company possible. So leading up, I, I kind of, I steer all this towards social media has changed the landscape mm -hmm. significantly. Uh, and so that's what I believe really uh, brought NIL into the, uh, the college realm um, it expedited that process. Um, and so it's name, image, and likeness is what the acronym stands for. Um, and it's just simply a matter of allowing these athletes to um, create, um, you know, a, a brand or a business and, um, uh, you know, an opportunity to benefit financially for, from a, uh, an endorsement of a brand or whatever the case may be. As it relates to uh, state or, or federal uh, or the schools, um, leading up to July 1, uh, it was going back and forth as to whether or not the NCAA was going to allow this. So what happened was uh, the states got involved and they started to pass their own laws. Um, and so in the final hour, uh, July 1, um, that's when the NCAA came down and said, look, we'll go ahead and allow this. But we all believe that it was going to happen anyway. Um, we are also of the mindset that um, over time, you're going to see um, limitations, regulations start to come down 
um, in, in, in probably the, the federal government within the next three to five years will they'll start to look at where everybody is, the states, the schools, and wherever, and there's going to be some regulations as it relates to maybe the amount of money or whatever the case may be. But rules and restrictions always come down uh, when it comes to a new industry. But this stops, I mean, this, this stops short. Obviously, we don't pay college athletes to play, right? Sure. But this basically pays them for everything else yeah or allows them to not be taken advantage of i guess is the big picture purpose behind all this right? so uh in nil there's really i mean it's it's not complicated at all very simple but there has to be a deliverable uh with every transaction so you mentioned your daughter's company earlier john right. um so she has a, a a small business and she wants to hire an athlete to promote her business that athlete must post on social media. She can have them do a number of things, but there has to be at least one deliverable for every transaction. There also needs to be paperwork. There needs to be uh, reporting that takes place to the school compliance, uh, reporting for the NCAA. All of that stuff needs to happen, and that's one of the things that our app does to keep this a, a, a very seamless process for both sides. Otherwise, if it's a headache, there's probably not going to be as many deals. So we have to streamline that process, and that's what mm -hmm. we're trying to do. So interesting. John, you mentioned that, that Wiley Company had developed your assessment mm -hmm. tool, so there's really no IT development on your end specifically. No, it's, it's not in the IT space. It's more yeah. in the process space and in the uh, HR space. And so then what do you bring to that? You know, sure. what, what's your value add to that tool, basically? Yeah, so one of the things is uh, in the, which in the way we implement mm -hmm. and, and, and use those tools. And so we, we represent a complete line of, of different assessment solutions. And our business is best, you know, it's kind of like a, a State Farm agent, if you will. You don't buy your insurance direct from the, from the State Farm. You buy it through, you know, your local agent. And right. what do they bring to the table? They bring expertise. They bring advisement. They bring implementation, execution. And that's what we do. And our relationship is very similar to that with Wiley. And so our clients range from Coca-Cola United. We've been working with that organization really? since, uh, gee, they were on Airline Highway, right? And so, uh, and that organization has continued to expand. And we mm -hmm. assess everyone from entry level all the way up the executive ladder. And that's nationwide with I, that group. And do y'all get involved, say Coca-Cola is going to hire a new vice president for something or other? Do you help them assess the candidates, or after they've selected the candidates, do you help them understand who this person is and how to maximize their strengths and mitigate their weaknesses? Well, exactly. So, if, for example, if they're hiring a, a particular position, whichever that may be, uh, we'll either do a couple things. One, they may have what we call a job profile already in place. They already have identified what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so, what, what happens without that? Uh, they'll go through the traditional hiring pr practice of looking at applications, resumes, interviews, and a lot of times that's where it stops short. A lot of organizations at that point look to make a decision. And when you're making these types of decisions, some of these j uh, jobs are, you know, we're talking $200,000, $300,000 positions or even an uh, entry-level position, they're very expensive. Mm -hmm. And when you make a mishire, when do you find out after the fact? And so by utilizing the services that we're offering and bringing to the table, specifically building performance models based on what works well within that organization. And we do that by surveying, surveying executives or assessing other top performers and building these models. So now we have a predictor to look into the future to determine pre-hire whether or not that individual is gonna be a great fit for the job.
You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to John Beck of the assessment company and Brian Oliver of Matchpoint Connection. Brian, is there any predictor, um, you know, component to Matchpoint software or it just sort of, you know, helps helps these two parties find each other and then they take it from there? Um, well, I think I think the, the matching algorithm somewhat predicts based upon what each side fills out in their profile. It's going to contextually match, um, you know, based upon location. Is this person a sports figure? Are they a food blogger, as you mentioned earlier? All of those things are going to um, go into that algorithm and then when you pull up your app, it's going to have suggested options uh, regardless of which side that you're on. So if that makes sense. If I'm an Italian restaurant, then I might want a food blogger to come up. So cool. That's a great example. Who developed your software? Did y'all actually do this? Did you go out and just find somebody in the marketplace that was kind of in that space or what? So because we're a startup, we're running lean and mean. Um, so I have to give, I would say, 99% of the credit to Mackenzie Landry and Zach Oliver, who's our, we're, we're wearing several hats now as it relates to uh, uh, Matchpoint. We do outsource, outsource the coding because uh, okay. we're in, by no means tech, but we know what we want. So we're building it in our minds and then we're, we're outsourcing uh, our tech until we can uh, raise uh, enough funding in our seed round, which is where we are right now. Um, and then we'll go out and we'll hire some in-house tech. Interesting. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, we talked about the, the college athletes and those are the bigger, sexier ones, but um, small businesses and, and the influencer, you got to help those of us that aren't in that in that world really understand. Because I don't think older people or maybe like public radio listeners are really hip to influencers yeah. it's a concept that eludes me and annoys me quite frankly a little bit like <laughs> what's the deal who we, are they we grew the gorgeous up gorgeous 20 year olds that just decide they have a something they like and everybody follows them yeah For what? I, I think that's i think that's the big misnomer um okay. and we all everybody sitting at this table grew up in a different day and age long before cell phones and social media and all that stuff and but the fact of the matter is is that everything um when it comes to marketing social media marketing has taken over. Uh, so you can still do it by way, and we still do deals using billboards, as you've seen uh, going up and down Interstate 10. So we can do a deal outside of social media. But when it comes to bang for your buck, being able to analyze all of the data and all of that stuff, influencer marketing is the new wave. Um, it does not have to be a cute 20-year-old cheerleader. It can be... Uh, a micro, macro, or mega influencer anywhere in the country. Um, and so a micro influencer might be, um, you know, a, a mommy blogger or a to-be mommy blogger, somebody in our backyard that, you know, has five to 10,000 local followers, but she's done her research on um, a significant brand of cereal or a place where she goes to get um, you know, her Botox or whatever the case may be. Um, and we've seen uh, men entering the space as well. So it's, it's opened up far wider than that of just, um, you know, uh, uh, younger girls. That said, mm -hmm. um, we do, we've done a, a, a fair share of analysis and women 
tend to be leading uh, the marketplace as it relates to uh, successful influencers in this industry. So we have a, uh, a division uh, based around women athletes specifically because they are, to be honest with you, more organized, they're more marketable, uh, they communicate better, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's what we've seen. And uh, no offense, guys, uh, that are listening to this, so but, but so yeah, but right. it's it's just the fact of the matter, and um, and so that's that's what we've figured out. Wow, that that's fascinating, John. Is there any any overlap here with you know with what you're doing with the assessment company, or I mean, do you well, you and I mean, yeah. you could you you could be an influencer, really? Well, with actually, your podcast I, I, I could see myself setting up two accounts. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. One on one on the blogger side and and, and one on the client side, um, right. and, and and I can tell you uh, as Brian's talking about it, uh, we're always looking, and, and and you know I'm so really excited to hear about what you're doing. In fact, that it's here out of Louisiana is fantastic. I'm gonna just give you this quick plug, and that is we're constantly we we've identified social media as a as a major marketing opportunity mm -hmm. for us to push our brand and multiple brands that we have. And it's tough to find matches, you know. And if you've got a blogger in the HR space, for example, you know, it might right, not be an okay, athlete, yeah. and it might, but they may be a blogger in the HR space. And I would, you know, enter in my company profile, match in. I could see the opportunity to utilize those services from our business perspective. And, you know, it's just like our new book uh, that we launched, Breaking the Code. I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted yeah, to bring you know, that up. Bring Tell that me about in. it. But, <laughs> but that would be a great opportunity, yeah. you know, uh, going into uh, Brian's application, Matchpoint, and looking for individuals who write around that HR space or do reviews. Mm -hmm. those, those are the types of things. Mm -hmm. And then uh, speaking of the book, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's doing really well. It's been well received. So is this basically the distillation of your concepts and what your company does in, in a book? Yeah, it, it, it really, it, it's designed for anyone who is in a position to make selection decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you're hiring, it's going to give you some strategies of what you're doing traditionally, looking at new methods of taking in information. There's so many things that, for example, uh, there's so many websites out now that are uh, designed to beat assessments. And that's a lot of what, a lot of times when assessments fail, it's not necessarily because of what's the organization, but maybe what's happening in the market. And so there are websites out there built to try to undermine, uh, like for example, uh, answer keys and things of that nature. They're really? all over, yeah. Really? And so that's kind of what's happened in the industry. Wally uh, took that head on, and that's when the adaptive piece was built, because you can't build answer keys on a smart assessment because mm -hmm. it's changing constantly. So and so we've kind of combat yeah. that problem. But if you're in a selection space, HR space, then this book would be a good read for you. It's a, it's a good quick read. Very good to know. Mm -hmm. Brian, who is your competition? Um, I can't imagine that Matchpoint's the only company doing this now. Yeah, believe it or not, um, I think it's over 100 now. Uh, that said, we've, we've figured out, um, I think there's around four or five, what I would say, high-level uh, competitors, but everybody's got their different niche. Uh, so there's a company out there that, you know, they may charge 30% to the brands, but they may not charge anything to the athletes. We don't really like that because we've figured out that brands, in many cases, they don't want to pay 30% for something that they can get 
for cheaper. Um, and then you've got other uh, instances wherein um, you know they may not have an app, maybe it's just online or vice versa. And so we're trying to create a one-stop shop with our with our uh, software. Um, and so it's ever evolving. But uh, we're off to a good start. We just launched our web app, too. So that makes it a little bit easier, we found, for uh, brands or businesses that want to monitor and manage. Some of them have multiple locations or multiple accounts. And so sometimes it's just a little bit easier um, over, the, uh, over the computer, at least for, for our generation. Uh, but <laughs> everybody else is holding a phone. So we want to we take care of both sides. Sure, sure, sure. Where do you all see yourselves going in the next in the next year? Say real quick before we have to wrap up. Short term yeah. goal. Short term goal. Uh, we're pushing the book out. We are running. A, a, we're getting a lot of opportunity to speak at uh, different conferences, uh, and it's uh, bringing the whole occupational DNA strategy to organizations. So uh, we have a, a book signing and reception coming up in the next few months, which is going to be great. And uh, it's been well received by the HR community. So things are going well, and we're just looking forward to that. Yeah. I would say that Matchpoint is continuing to develop the app. We're getting into different segments of NIL, like the collectives, which we didn't get a chance to talk to uh, talk about today, but is all over the Internet. Um, and uh, also continuing to build out our team and raise a seed round. Well, recently we were talking about NFTs, so there's probably some... <laughs> Some tie in there, too. Oh, absolutely. We've done <laughs> multiple NFT deals. So, uh, Well, Brian Oliver and John Beck, it's always a pleasant surprise to learn about such creative entrepreneurs right here in our midst. And both of your companies are unique in providing an unmet need in an economy that all too often we chalk up here as being stagnant and stodgy and stuck in the 20th century. But y'all are proving that narrative wrong. So it's been a pleasure to have you here on Out to Lunch. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, hey, thank you, Steph. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been John Beck of The Assessment Company and Brian Oliver of Matchpoint Connection. We had to edit this show to fit into our time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and learn more about The Assessment Company and Matchpoint Connection by going to our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts, and you can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at, at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, 
inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org and by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.